Hi, this is Pastor Rick. You know, I'm a big fan of On Demand. I like the fact that you can dial it up when you please and you can send it to a friend. It's amazing technology. So you are with us today for a sermon that is going to lift your heart. It's an Easter sermon. And we're going to talk about the greatest fight of your life and how you win. You know, sometimes a fight will come into your life and you didn't expect it. It's called Ready or Not, Here It Comes. And let me tell you, Christ shows us how to win the fight and I want to show you how to win it. So stay with us, enjoy this message and learn how to fight and learn how to win. Watch your Savior, watch Jesus Christ model for you how to win in the fight. Enjoy the message. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. I'm so glad you're with us today. On Easter Sunday morning, I am thrilled that you're here, and I'm really uh, just amazed at how God has helped us to put this together. It's our first digital Easter service in all the years I've been pastoring for 29 years. Did I say 29? I mean 39 people. It's been longer than I thought. 39 years I've been pastoring, and this is my first time ever in my birthday month. I'll be 62 this month on the 26th of this month. And I have never, ever done this where we did on Easter Sunday morning. Uh, we have thousands of you that will be watching and linking and hopefully sending it to your friends and telling people to tune in. And if they miss it, go watch it on demand. It's just amazing. And I believe that even though this is a surprising season, even though we're fighting a tremendous challenge, and I, I want to say to you, I pray for all of you that are going through a challenge with the coronavirus. Many of you have lost, some of you lost loved ones. Some of you that are friends of mine in New York and throughout the country in various parts of the, of the world. I've even gotten calls from overseas of people that are going through challenges. We pray for our friends in France. We pray for our friends in Europe. We're praying for people all over the world that are facing this challenge. And one of the things that happens in this moment is people have to reevaluate and have to think about it because this moment is one of those moments that we weren't ready for. And that's why the sermon title today is called Ready or Not, Here It Comes. It's, it's, it's called, this is a moment where all of a sudden something happened and you're in the fight of your life. You're, you're in a fight that came out of nowhere and you just don't even know how to describe it or what to do with it. But I want to show you what to do because here's what I believe. Everything that we tell people means nothing unless it matters today. Unless we can activate and, and put into practice what we say to people, then we're really just kind of talkers. There's no value in what we're saying. If you said you know Christ, you said you're saved, you said you're full of the Holy Spirit and power, you dance around the room, you spin around, you tell people they need to come to God. In this moment, if you're not willing and able to function and trust him financially, emotionally, if you can't trust him now, then what good is your testimony? As a matter of fact, it's really a profound moment because uh, I, I've been quoting a verse. It's in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, about verse 26-ish. And in this verse, it says basically that God shook the earth and he shook heaven. I often say he clapped his hands and said, all right, it's time for a reset. Here we are now in this major moment and everything is reset. All churches are closed, basically. And I want to say, I think for a lot of good reasons, that's just been a good move for all of us to stay safe and to do our best to support the healing of the nation. And this is a time that we need to focus on healing, a time when we need to focus not on gathering. I mean, I, I would love to have everybody in the building with me. I'd love to have us all here, but I'd rather have you safe. And I, I think it shows great, great compassion and care for us to do all we can to stay distanced during the seasons when they tell us. And I think it's important for us when you're in a fight that you know what the rules of the fight are, that you understand how to defeat your enemy. And at this point, doing some of the things that the scientists have told us and keeping our distance and respecting distance and all that is important. 
And I understand, I understand you want to have faith, and I understand the challenge, but I want to say this to you, and I say this with love. I don't mean any harm when I say this. I, won't, I, don't, I don't want to just gather our people together because I need an offering. I don't want to gather our people together just because I want to feel good about preaching. I, 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 want, I want to gather you together, and I want to make sure that I do it when you're safe. And I'm not, put, well, I'm not putting anybody down, but I'm telling you that I believe that we are in a time of great revelation because in this moment, it matters. If our church members are not committed to our church because we have to use a different medium, then we didn't have a church in the first place. We didn't have a group of people. And it's a Gideon moment where Gideon uh, was challenged by God. I want you to go to the river, and I want to show you who's with you and who's not with you. This is the moment where the tithers and the givers and the people who are servants show up. If we are not what we say we are, if we're like that fig tree from afar, we look one way, but up close, we're not the same. Then we weren't the church in the first place. God's trying to raise up a real church. God's trying to raise up some real people, some people that are going to fight when it's easy and fight when it's not easy. They're going to fight when Corona is in the house and when Corona leaves the house. God wants some people that are not going to surrender and to fear and bow down. When this thing first happened, man, I'm telling you right now, it came out of nowhere. Ready or not, it came. And, and it's been the fight of our life. Our country's never had a fight like this. The world has never had a fight quite like this one. This is totally different. And it is, it, it, there are similarities in it. There have been some bigger fights. There have been a greater loss of life. I understand that. But I'm saying to you, this is for us in our generation, in my lifetime, the biggest fight that I've ever seen our country have to fight on its own soil. And in the middle of that moment, the question is, do you know how to fight? There's a text in Romans chapter 6 I want to show you that I think is fascinating. Romans chapter 6, verse 46. And I, I, I just, um, I, know, I know it's tough for some people. And I want to read two texts for you. So first of all, let me, let me go back just a little bit. I'm going to jump on Romans chapter 6. I want to just get there fast. Here's what he said. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Now, that's the second, if you have the notes out, that's the second verse in our list of verses. But I want to jump to that verse because I want to make the point. When you have a surprise moment in your life, one that you did not expect, you have questions. You have a lot of questions. You have a lot of concerns. I love the three questions that this text asks. What shall we say? In moments like this, what do you say? Then the second question is, shall we continue? How, how do we respond in these moments? And the big question of, shall we continue? Listen to the text again. What shall we say then? Shall we continue? That's the question. What do we do next? Then the third question is, how shall we continue? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin? There's a question of what and how here that has to be answered. Christ's life raised questions for people. It brought crisis to people out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, people found themselves lost, and they couldn't quite figure out what to do. Paul in Romans answers some of those questions. He answers the hard questions they faced after Christ died. 
after he was gone, after the resurrection, he had, to, he had responded to the struggle that Christians faced in their life when they came up against the fight. And the Roman Christians were struggling. They were trying to figure out how you manage this. Well, Christ had already shown them how to manage it. If you go back to Luke chapter 24, I want to show you something, verse 46. I think it's an amazing text. It's our Easter text. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer, to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you, he said to them, are the witness of these things. Christ was the first one who declared, there are going to be days you're going to be confused because, first of all, he says, it's necessary that I die. It's necessary that you wait for the resurrection. It's necessary that you, after all of that, repent from your sins. And it's necessary that I be preached to all the nations. And I want you to begin right here in Jerusalem. And then I want you to be witnesses to me of all these things. This all came suddenly. His death came suddenly. His resurrection and rise from the grave came suddenly. And all of a sudden now, they were thrust into the fight of their life. And a lot of them didn't know what to do. Kind of like some of you feel today. Easter is a celebration of Christ's resurrection, but it's also a celebration that shows and highlights moments of great confusion. Moments of great tension, moments of great trouble, moments when you just can't explain everything. And so the Romans were trying to figure it out, but they had moral trouble, they had relationship trouble, they had cultural trouble, they had a whole lot of difficult things going on around them. So what shall we do? What shall we do? What, what, what's the message? Well, Jesus came and died. Jesus gave his life. But what do we do? How do you manage moments? Even though you're a believer, there are moments when you do not know exactly what to do. Here's what you do. You fight. You fight. And you fight with an awareness and a passion that's committed and strong. There are four things he says. Four ways you fight that you want to keep in mind. And it's really important that you don't get confused here that this is not going to be easy. Jesus' death was not easy. Waiting for him to rise from the grave in those three days wasn't easy. The disciples didn't know what was going to happen. Matter of fact, they'd almost forgot he said it. There was this incredible lull, and there's this challenging silence when you're in a, in a challenging moment that you didn't expect. Now, be clear. They didn't expect him to die. They, did not, they had forgotten he was going to rise from the grave. So you've got guys who are sitting in an upper room in Acts chapter 1, and they're confused. They're, they're troubled. And, and, and the question of what do you do? Peter went back to fishing. Guys eventually just got, they didn't know what to do. There was a lot of moments in this process when it was hard, just like now. Believe it or not, I, I believe the, the Easter season that we're in is prophetic. Because the same challenges that Christ faced, the same challenges that the disciples face, we face. You have the, the sudden entry of a challenge in the world that you never expected. The feeling that your world has been completely upended. The feeling that you don't know whether to go left or whether to go right. You don't even know how the future is going to look after this. The gatherings they used to have with Jesus were over. Everything had, the book had closed. A brand new book was being written. 
It was a brand new beginning, and that's how some of you feel, completely lost. Oh, God help me. Shall we continue? What shall we do? How? Those questions are real now. There's a mother trying to figure out what you're going to do about your job. There's a, there's a husband trying to figure out how he's going to take care of his family. There's a pastor whose church is closed, and he's not even a digital guy. He doesn't even know how. She doesn't even know how she's going to lead the group she's leading. And you're sitting there saying, how, what can we do? Here's what you do. You fight. When you don't know what to do, when sudden challenges come in your life, you fight. You don't surrender, and you don't bow down, and you don't give up, and you don't feel sorry for yourself, and you don't go around blaming anybody. You don't go back and look at your past. came to me this week. Stop dwelling on the past and build the future, Ricky Temple. Build from what you, with what you have in your hand. And if you're going to sit there and feel sorry for yourself and wail and cry over your church and talk about what you don't have, you're never going to get anywhere. I'm telling you right now, it's over. If you're in a five-round fight, hear me clearly, and you think it's a two-round fight, if you don't fight all five rounds, you get beat up the last three rounds. And so if you sit there and you feel sorry for yourself and you just go, well, you know, it came all of a sudden out of nowhere, just, oh, there it goes again. I, oh, no, Corona, 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 everywhere. And you did listen, wash your hands, okay? Put a mask on if you need to every now and then when you get out. Put some gloves on if you have to and live and fight. Fight. Don't surrender. And there are four things, four ways you fight. You ready? Number one, back to, to Romans chapter 6. First of all, fight like a buried person. Listen to what he says in chapter 6, verse 4 of Romans. Therefore, we are buried with him through baptism into death. Look at that. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Believe you are no longer who you used to be. Fight like a buried person. You died to that. Jesus wanted you to identify with him. Some things in your life now you should be beyond. You know, <laughs> when you talk to somebody who just don't care, I don't know if you ever met those people or not. They just look at you like, I don't care. What in the world? I wish you would. It's almost like they're dead to something. Something in them has died. They're no longer afraid or intimidated or, 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 or pushed up against the wall anymore. They have a, a, it's almost like they're numb. When you die to something, I'm buried with Christ. He died. That's over. Don't care what the Pharisees say, the Sadducees say, the hairdressers say, whoever else said, I am dead to that. I'm buried. You have to fight with, a, with that mindset. That's over. Worrying about that, thinking about that, dwelling on that, that's over. Fight like a person that's been buried. There's something about that mindset. And I know that's hard. That's hard for people. It's hard for folks to say that's it. And I'll just throw this out for free. Your marriage. You divorced now. You gone. You got another wife. You buried to that girl. That's over, brother man. That's over. That's over. You pray. I understand. You know. I'm just talking to people who are already there. Some of you that are still believing. Yes, I pray it works out for your marriage. But but those of you, you don't work there anymore. You don't have that job. You don't have that career. You are not that young anymore. So listen. You have to learn to say that's over. Fight like a person who understands what's over. 
Fight like a person who's not going to allow his mind to be filled with things that it shouldn't be filled with. Fight like a buried person. Number two, watch this now. Fight like a person who are re who's resurrected. Fight like a resurrected person. Listen to what he said in verse 5. For we've been united together in the likeness of his death. We identify with his death. Certainly also we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. You now are risen. I died and I rose. I died and I rose. You have to fight like a buried person. You have to fight like a resurrected person. You get up from the grave of that worry. You get up from the grave. When Jesus rose on Easter Sunday morning, when he rose, he said, that's over with now. No more beating me. No more slapping me around. No more that. That's over. I am rising. You have to rise up. You are supposed to be a resurrected person. Fight like it. Fight like somebody who died to that and rose to something new. Fight like it. Think like it. Talk like it. Act like it. Give like it. Overcoming by faith, it doesn't matter what we said when we're in the building. If you can't fight now, you never were a good fighter. You died, you rise up and act like it. You fight like a resurrected person. And then thirdly, I love this one. Watch this now. You fight like a crucified person. Now, that's important. Knowing, verse 6 says, that our old man was crucified with him. This is an important doctrine thing. Right? Watch this now. One of the great doctrines in the Bible is the doctrine of identification. That when Jesus died, I was justified, Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. I'm justified. It's just as if I'd never sinned. It's a legal term that means God came and said, you, temple, were guilty, but I hereby, because of the blood of Christ, declare you to be free and forgiven. I'm justified. And because I'm justified, whenever my sin comes up, the Lord steps in and says, I want you to know he's with me. Glory to God. He's with me. He, he is identified with me. He died and he rose with me. He was crucified on the cross with me. I hung up there with him because of grace. He died for me, but he gave me, he gave me the right to be free because he identified with me. And so whenever my sin comes up, the blood of Jesus comes up first. And gives me grace and forgiveness. Now, here's the deal. If I am identified with him, if I am resurrected, if I'm the kind of person who has come to a place where I can say I'm crucified with Christ, that means then, hey, man, listen, uh, I, 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 uh, I don't have any guilt. I've the price has already been paid for me. My old man is crucified with him. So I can say no to sin. Listen to what he says. He says, knowing that our old man was crucified with him in verse 6, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. I'm no longer bound. I can say no to that. You know, I see people all the time. They tell me, man, I don't know if I'm strong. Yeah, you're strong. He died for you. You, you, you were crucified with him when you accept him into your life. He gave you the strength. You can say no. I don't have to be a slave to anything. I don't, have to, I don't have to be a slave to anything. I don't have to be bound by anything. I can say no. You can say no to drugs. You can say no to temptation. You can say no, but it's up to you. Depends on what you want in your life. And there's that moment when you decide, am I going to rise and be finally a free person? So number one, you fight like a 
buried person. Number two, you fight like a resurrected person. Number three, you fight like a crucified person. You're a person who can say, I've been identified with Christ. When he died, I died. When he was crucified, I was crucified. That old me was crucified. That old me cussing, lying, mad, angry, jealous, uh, frustrated, whatever I used to be, whatever wasn't healthy for me. Maybe I didn't name it in your life. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe I don't know what it is, but whatever it was, he died so that can be nailed to the cross. And now the last thing is, therefore, I can fight like a free person. What's it like to be free? Good God Almighty. Man, that's my dream, you know. Freedom. <laughs> Here's what the Bible said in verse 12 of Romans 6. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Well, I love this. That you should obey it in its lust, chasing after everything that comes, every temptation. Verse 13, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you're under grace. You, sir, are free. Oh, Lord, have mercy. What's it like to be free? What's it like to not have stuff all in your heart? What's it like not to be angry with anybody? What's it like to just be free? What's it like to not have something dominate your life? Some of you are dominated by stuff. Man, you can't. You're always watching pornography, always, always fighting somebody, always in some financial issue, always, 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 one more time, always. It's just always something dominating you, dominating you. Every time we talk, you, you, you're telling me about something that's dominating you. Every, every week, you go to church all the time, you read all these Christian books and songs, and, and you're, you're the most, uh, sometimes I think Christians can be some of the most defeated-sounding people. And I want to know what's the benefit then. Why am, I, why am I going to church? Why am I, well, now you can't go, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, why am I praying to God then? Why? Why? If, if at the end of the day, you're still dominated. Sin should not have dominion. Bad habits shouldn't have dominion over me. I shouldn't be controlled like this by fear, by insecurity. I, should, I shouldn't be this frustrated. And sometimes, you know, it comes on you, ready or not, here it comes. But if you learn to fight with the tools he gave you, and, and understand this, this is not some motivational speech I'm giving you. No, I'm not talking about, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to start thinking positive thoughts and, and bring a, a, a positive vibe into our lives, and, and therefore what vibe I create is the vibe that comes to me. It's a little more than that, I'm sorry. It's not what the Bible teaches. I, I think that, that's good. You know, it's good to be positive. It's good to have a good spirit, a good attitude. I get all that. You know, you do reap what you sow. If you have a good attitude, you can reap a good attitude. I, I get all that, but I'm saying it's more than that. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about having some positive mental moment. I'm talking about entering into, hear this now, a real, genuine relationship with the living God who's alive. The living God who made this planet. The living God who made you and gave you life. I'm not talking about having a moment where you have some positive, inspirational thought. I'm talking about you saying, God, I want you in my life. I want to button up my life with you. I want to tie up my life. I want, I want you to help come into my life. I am not a person who is religious in the sense that I, I, and I do nice things. I would ever pray and all that. But it's, I'm not, that's not it. I'm talking about a real, 
genuine walk with God. And let me tell you, when corona came around, when all these people started dying around you, when things started happening, that's when you start thinking about, well, am I really in a relationship with God or am I just a church person? Am I just somebody who knows how to come in church and sing and dance and say a few words? Am I just a worship team leader? Am I a person who just knows how to get up here and preach? Or do I know the living God who died on the cross? Am I really telling the truth or am I lying to myself? In this moment, you figure that out. In this moment, you have to back up the train a little bit and ask yourself, where in the world am I in my heart and my mind? This whole moment is a fight that you didn't expect, came out of nowhere. And let me tell you, you don't even know when it's going to leave or when it's going to stop. Is it a five-round fight or a ten-round fight? And some of you say, I ain't got but one round of fight in me. Well, you need to talk to God today, and we need to change that. You need to, you need to work this thing out a little bit because this is what it is, and it's here. And I believe with all my heart that the living God will give us victory. I believe with all my heart we will rise above this day. We will not be defeated. We will not lose. But here is the real question. Where do you stand with God today? Here's what I love Paul said, and he closes this out in Romans chapter 6. He said this in verse 22. He said, but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves to, of God, you have, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what does that mean? He wants to know you. He wants to free you from things that are bad, sins or things that are bad for you, things that don't help you grow. Stop thinking that God wrote up some rule book and said, well, I just think you shouldn't do these four things because they are bad or these ten things are just really wicked. All ten things he said in the Ten Commandments were bad for you. Don't lie. Don't commit adultery. Don't, all, don't steal. All that's about, don't covet stuff. All that's about you being better. It's not some arbitrary set of rules. All God wants for you is the ability to win the fight wants you to win. It's been a tough time for a lot of people. And it's going to last longer than some expect. Some people are preparing for a two-round fight, and it's not a two-round fight. Our church has fought hard, given hard. They've been faithful. They've surrendered to this new digital world, and they've embraced it by the thousands. It's been an amazing thing to watch. And in the end, I think we're going to do fine. Everything that we do is going to become digital for this season. Men's ministry, singles, all the outreaches, everything. We're going to be a go-ye church. We can't come ye right now, but we can go, and we're going to find every way, unleash every possible digital option we can to go and touch people. We're going to go north, south, east, west, in-country, out-of-country. We're going to continue to support our foreign missions. We're going to send money. We're going to believe God. We're going to feed the hungry. We're going to go to local shelters. We're going to give more away. We're going to find ways to help people because we're not done yet. We're going to fight. We're not going to surrender. We're going to fight. And here's a tip for you. If you can't fight alone, go join somebody you can fight with. If you don't have enough in your little church, then join up together. I don't know. Link up together. Find a way to fight forward in your life. Don't die alone. And don't sit there and feel sorry for yourself. See, I believe something. There comes a moment you got to turn the page. You know, you got to turn the page. You know, there was a thing I did when we first had this outbreak. I, I did what's called a, a victory update. And I did, I, did, I did a bunch of them. Five minutes. I'd get them on every day and I'd say something. And one day it just came to me. Okay, you've done 
enough of these now. So I turned them into what I call sharpened daily devotionals. And you can find them on our website. You can find them at rickytemple.com, R-I-C-K-Y temple.com. And, and you can just Google them. But what we do is I decided to just teach the Word of God every day. I had to get out of crisis mode. Catch this now. I'm not going to live in crisis mode. I'm going to fight now. I'm going to get back to the Bible. And I'm just going to take you on a biblical journey and show you how people started over again. I want to show you how people won again. I said, let me just open my Bible up and let me just start in the book of Genesis. And let me just take you on a journey and show you how Abraham had to start again and how he made some mistakes. Then I'll show you how Noah had to start again. Then I showed you, I'm just showing you how men of God and women of God started over again when they came up against a fight. Because I can't live in crisis mode. I can't live every day watching the news for four hours and paranoid all day long. I cannot do that. I fight. If you're one of our first responders, this is the new fight. God's going to give you strength to fight it. Nurses, God's going to give you the strength to fight it. Doctors, God's going to give you the strength to fight it. And we're going to win this fight. But you have to turn the page and stop living in crisis mode. You have to say, no, I, I said I'm not doing that. So next week I'm going to turn again. I'm cranking up a new study, a new series, dreaming again. I'm a, I, and I, I'm excited about it. It's called Managing a New Dream. And that's what we're doing. And there are three conversations in Matthew 25. I want you to read it on your own. And I want to talk about God's desire to have a personal conversation with you about your personal responsibilities. It's time to stop thinking. I did that. I said, listen, man, I, I, can't, I cannot spend all day sitting here talking about how all these things around me are happening. I can't. I can't control them. I'm praying my part, doing my part, staying distance, doing the part I can, obeying the rules. I'm doing all I can. But now I've got to think about my personal responsibilities. i got to look at the oil in my lamp. i got to plan for my future. I got to look at my finances. I got to be honest about those. I got to begin to lay, lay a plan in place. You may not have anything, but you need to sit down and you got a pen and a paper. And you can say, I want to write out a plan. I use my notepad and my devices. I said, Ricky's vision. I write down what I learned from this moment. The Bible said all things work together for the good. Glory to God. Okay, what's the good? What can I learn from this? What can I, what can I strengthen? How can I learn to fight better? There's something about understanding of the next three weeks what we're going to talk about. Because I want to show you, God said in the last days a lot of things would happen. He talked about tough days. All this is in Matthew 25. We'll start next week. And all this is what he said. And so here we are, and we look surprised. <clears throat> Jesus would say, well, <clears throat> you know, I did tell you that. I did tell you about pestilences. I did tell you about earthquakes. I did tell you about natural disasters. I warned all of you, but you read over those verses. And y'all, you want to do is talk about the shout verses. But yet you want to sing your, your soldier in the army of the Lord. Well, if we are, it's time for us to act like it. It's time to strap it up. You know, military people, right? There's time to strap it on. Strap it on. Put it on. Act like you're strong. Fight strong. Look strong. Talk strong. It's time to be strong. So, Father, I thank you for the message today. I thank you for these 30 minutes. I thank you for the patience of your people who sat with me through this. I pray that the word of God has helped them and inspired them. And I pray that they would be lifted to a new faith, a new level of confidence, that this would be an Easter Sunday with thousands of us gathered around this digital tool. Some watch it on demand later, but however they saw it, I pray the Holy Spirit would bless them. And if they watched it years later, may they say that was the time they were in a big fight and God brought them through. 
And they look back and say, this is how they came through the fight. These are the messages that they heard, that they believed in, that gave them the strength to make it. And so, God, I declare in your name victory and strength and faith in the midst of a challenge. Ready or not, it came, but we're ready to fight because we understand, God, in the end, we're going to win. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, thank you for being with me today on this Easter Sunday. I want to thank all of you who prayed with me. And if you don't know Christ, this is the time for you to say, Jesus, I want you in my life. Let me pray for you. Father, let this be the moment for people who've never given their life to Christ. May this be that moment when they pray this prayer. Lord, I invite you in my life this Easter Sunday, and I give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Well, listen, I pray the message helped you and lifted you to a new place of thought. I pray that you feel like a fighter now, that even though this came without you knowing it was coming, it came out of nowhere. You now have the clear vision of how to overcome. And so let me pray for you. Father, I pray that what we've talked about today will lift the life of those who heard it. May it inspire them to dream, inspire them to reach their heart's desires. May it inspire them, oh God, to trust you. And I give you all the praise for what you've done. And if there's anybody that's listening to this that did not give their life to Christ, has never made a decision to serve God, let this be the moment they make that decision. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, thank you for being with us today. I want to encourage you, if you are somebody who has never, ever tuned in before, now I want you to please feel free to send this to a friend, link up with us, email us if you'd like to, check out our website, overcomingbyfaith.org. It's got some really cool stuff on it, and you can do something really cool. You can go and get yourself the Overcoming by Faith Ministries app, which is like really amazing, and it has all of the things you might want to study on it. It has Bible sermons. It has a Bible on it. It has notes. It's just wonderful, and it's all free. So download Overcoming by Faith Ministries app and watch your life change, and you can get even more on demand. So I'll see you next time right here as we continue to study God's Word together. You be blessed.